are you experienced? Have you ever been experienced? We're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 422, a.k.a. Year 8, Week 50, uh, coming at you this week. As always, I'm your host, Mr. Richie Rich, along with MC. I feel like I miscounted somewhere. Like, at some point in time, I started numbering these things based on, like, the week we were in, or the year we were in, you know, and how many weeks we've been. And we haven't missed a week in so long, but I feel like... I feel like we started the show much earlier than May or June in whatever year that was eight years ago. Does that, does it feel that way to you or is this just a false memory on my part? I think there was one that we completely missed. Well, that's what you're asking, but (laughs) okay. But not, you know, like we still have, you know, this is week 50, right? So we have like two more weeks before I'll roll this thing over into year nine. Right. So, but I don't think, you know, I, I could go look at the files, but man, it feels like every time I, I set a new year, it's further into the, the current year that we're in. <laughs> it's a mystery. Yeah. It, like I'm, you know, like I'm miscounting, like I'm, there's like two week 44s or something somewhere along the line. Right. And mm-hmm. I goes, ah, oh, just extend the week. Cause we've got two year, eight week 44s, even though the, the, you know, the, the counting up number is perfectly fine and the same. Either way, I, I feel like we started, you know, sooner in the year than we did. I'll have to check the archives. Either way, uh, what is going on with you this week, MC? Oh, nothing. <laughs> Just watching the dogs and uh, hanging out with friends. That's what I do. Aw. Well, we watched uh, Doobie Brothers last night. <laughs> well, not actually watched them. We listened to them from outside the fence because uh, it's free and uh, not, so, not so darn loud. And so we could talk with, with our friends and uh, eat, eat whatever food we want. Nice. And this was a concert with a, at an outdoor venue. Yeah. Okay. And how was how was that? Is it a better experience? Do you know? Did you miss anything? Oh. not going on in. I mean, yeah, it's definitely the the music isn't as close, and you can't really see them. But um, it was still fun, you know. Okay. So that's what we do. There was there was one time when I was still living in Hawaii, um, a friend. An acquaintance, because he was a friend of a friend, but whenever we hung out, we were cool. Like, he was a cool dude. Um, but he was a amateur mixed martial artist. And so he was on some amateur fight card uh, at Aloha Tower. You're familiar with that. Listeners might not be familiar with that. It's like a little mall by the sea, like a strip mall um, in the harbor, basically. Is that, you know, mm-hmm. you've been there, MC. Is that kind of yes. fair? Okay. And... So I was like, yeah, I'll come and support you, bro. Like, I'll, you know, I'll come and cheer you on or whatever. He goes, don't pay to get in. I go, what do you mean don't pay to get in? Like, I'm, I'm here to support. He's like, just go up to the balcony, you know, like pretend like you're shopping. And just go sit up on the balcony and you can see the whole cage, you know, from the balcony. And so then you don't have to pay, you know, whatever fee the fight people were charging to get in. I was like, oh, all right, I guess, you know. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. But but part of it, like, you know, where the cage was, there was a banner or something. 
So for all the other all the other fights, you know, I mean, his included, um, depending on where the action was taking place in the cage, um, I couldn't see you, like their heads were cut off. So mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't exactly perfect, uh, but yeah, I get you know. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, the the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, okay. Pause for a moment. See, look at this. The file created for the, our first episode of the show was like March fourth or January twenty fourth. So I don't know how we got all the way into June with these year things, but I'm not going to fix it. Anywho, so we uh, we watched. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie because the pirate sites listed it as something that it was not. Um, and so I downloaded it and I'm like, ah, eh, fuck it, we'll just watch it. It was a cam version, but it was a good cam version. Um, and, you know, so I, I was talking to my boss again and he was like, oh, you guys watched the movie? Like, you know, what movie did you watch? I'm like, oh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. He's like, how'd you do that? It's like, I pirate everything, George. Like, come on, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we don't have to mix words about this um but yeah if you, you know if you can get it for free get it for free it's you know there's there's no theft if other people are are viewing it it's the pirate motto or whatever it were it's silly people all right i got a bunch of headlines unless you know unless there's anything to recap on or pressing news i feel like there's nothing in the news this week yeah that's that's strange I mean, stuff happened, obviously, because I have more headlines than I usually do or more headlines than I did last week, but none of it big, none of it pressing, right? The war is still going on. Tucker Carlson is still fired. Donald Trump is still running from everything. Joe Biden is still creepy. I heard Joe Biden is going to be impeached, but still waiting on that, so. They should have done that way early on. Well, before he even ran, but whatever. Impeach them all. Just waiting for the fallout. All right. Headlines it is. Uh, headline, consumers don't actually benefit from credit card late fee caps. Headline, builder demolishes. This just seems like the wrong headline. Oh, this is the wrong headline. I'm going to skip that one. We'll come back to it because that's not the headline that I wanted. It's just like the main page of the show. Over the site. Uh, headline Paris cops set on fire as reported $2.3 million, protest, uh, 2.3 million protesters turn up for demonstration in France. A uh, headline Do we even know we're all socialists now? A uh, headline Bernie Sanders says the government should confiscate all wealth over $999 million. A uh, headline uh, just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, now Oregon looks to decriminalize encampments and let homeless people sue for $1,000 if they are harassed and told to leave. Furious Portland residents say they are being terrorized in their own neighborhoods. Uh, headline, two children aged 10 are discovered working unpaid shifts at Kentucky McDonald's where one illegally used deep fryers and both of them prepared meals while serving customers headline government wastes monopoly pits private dumpster business against garbage bureaucrats and here's the one that i was missing uh, um, i'll give you part of the headline um and then if you want to do this article i got to refine the article because it, it it moved from the, the permalink uh, my neighbor said my laundry is obstructing her view 
I ignored her, but now she's threatening to go to like the, the, the state or the HOA or whatever it is. Any of those jump out at you? I like the trash one. Trash one? All right. Government waste monopoly pits private dumpster business against garbage bureaucrats. Where is this? Arkansas. Stephen Hendricks rents out roll-off dumpsters to people and hauls them away after. A new city ordinance is mandating that people use county services instead. Last year, an Arkansas town adopted an ordinance that required all residents use county services for all trash and waste pickup. It's ruining the livelihood of one local business owner. Uh, Stephen Hendrick lives in Carroll County, Arkansas's northwest uh, corner. He worked in construction his whole life, but has no retirement plan. So in 2020, after thinking about it for several years, he sold some personal possessions, cleaned out his savings, and started a new business. Roll off dumpsters. It's the same as the dumpsters you see at construction sites, but it's a smaller version of that, Hendricks told Reason. We have so many small communities and rural dirt worlds and lake homes, hard to get places. So I thought it would be really filling a void to be able to get into these rural areas where no one else can. He moved very meticulously, buying one dumpster at a time so as never to go into debt, and things went well. The business grew even through the pandemic, and earlier this year, he purchased his seventh dumpster. Then in April 22, the City Council of Holiday Island passed Ordinance 2022-004, which required all residents and businesses within the city to contract with the County Sanitation Authority, Carroll County Solid Waste, for trash pickup and disposal services. Anyone using private companies would have to switch, and anyone who did not have contracted trash services would have to sign up. In a blog post after the vote, Mayor Dean Keese wrote that the mandatory use of one exclusive provider was necessary in order to mitigate the growing problem of illegal dumping in Holiday Island, as the city does not have the resources to supervise the operations of several other haulers. Uh, I don't classify as trash collector, Hendricks said, because I don't collect it. I rent dumpsters, and I haul off whatever you put in there. But the city said the ordinance did apply to him. Hendricks protested that he's licensed by CCSW to operate in the first place. I bring my waste to the exact same place where Carroll County Trash Collection brings theirs. I'm licensed, and they have to make sure that I have proper insurance and equipment. Hendricks says he even asked city officials to clarify what types of hauling were appropriate or not. A quote-unquote roofer or carpenter could rent a trailer to haul off old roofing and flooring, but not a dumpster for me because they're contractors, not trash collectors. Uh, city officials did not reply to Reason's email request and comment. An email to Mayor Dan Keyes returned an auto-reply that he is on vacation. In September 2022, after the ordinance went into effect, Keyes wrote in a blog post, even though the decision was not a popular one for many residents, most of the people that were using private trash collectors have made the switch. He also complained about the people who have yet to sign up. Hopefully people will come to realize that being the resistance does not make them good community members. It only adds to the cost for those of, uh, for all of those who are willing to comply. Hendricks has stayed afloat by taking jobs elsewhere in the county, but he has noticed a considerable decline in business by not operating in Holiday Island. As of right now, I turn down at least two or three jobs a week in the city, he says. And when it's bigger places like realtors or insurance companies or contractors, yeah, I turn them down once, but there's no telling how much business I lost because there's not calling back for the second or third time. And there's a fourth, further, more demoralizing aspect to the story. 
every customer that calls now, I don't only have to turn them down because the next question will be, well, who can do it? And I still have a more obligation to tell them to call my competitor, Carroll County. But Carroll County is not prompt with their deliveries, Hendrick said. Holiday Island is a popular spot for vacation homes and retirees. And I get customers that are in town for just a weekend or someone died and the family's trying to get together to clean up the house. And they don't have a lot of time to spare. And they didn't think it would be a major deal just to try and get a dumpster. The Arkansas Constitution has an explicit prohibition on granting of monopolies, said Adam Shelton, a staff attorney at the Goldwater Institute, a free market public policy and litigation organization. Last month, last month, Shelton sent Keyes a demand letter asking to amend the city ordinance to allow individuals to provide supplemental waste disposal services to the people of Holiday Island. Shelton tells Reason there are certain situations where the government, for health or safety reasons, can pass a law that says everyone has to contract with X person for the periodic disposal of their solid waste, but what the government can't do is say that the person has the exclusive right to collect all solid waste and no other individual or no business entity can collect solid waste in the city. End of the article. So is the government overstepping the bounds? Is it, you know, is it surprising to you that this is where they're headed with this? Um, no, not surprising. Just sad. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I would appreciate a service like that in, in Hawaii uh, if it was cheap. Um, unfortunately, it seems like, seems like the mafia is in charge of trash collection here too. So, Well, they're, I don't know. Okay, so you got me on the cheap thing because I don't know what it costs. But there were, you know, I used to do um, cleaning, um, junk removal. Um, not junk removal. We, 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 we downsized to senior move managers. We downsized seniors and declutters people's homes, right? And so we didn't, we didn't have, you know, we, we didn't contract with the state or anything. But we, we did on occasion right? Hire dumpster people, right? You bring the dumpster, um, drop it off. We like fill the dumpster with all the, you know, hoarder people's junk, right? And then they, and then they haul it away. So 1-800-GOT-JUNK was one of them. Um, I forget some of the other ones. Um, and it was, you know, it was fine. It wasn't, it wasn't a small dumpster like, you know, like this guy was doing with just basically the, the back of a larger pickup truck. Um, it's probably, you know, twice that big, twice as tall if you're looking at the picture of the article. Um, but it's there. It's possible, right? Um, occasionally, right? The, you know, if it was a smaller job like this guy was doing, we would just, you know, rent a Penske truck or a U-Haul or whatever it happened to be, and we would throw all the trash in the back of that thing and then drive to the dump ourselves. And one of the fun part about driving to the dump ourselves is uh, my boss and... Um, one of our other guys, they, they got friendly with the guys at the dump. So we would pack up the trash really nice, right? If it looked salvageable or, or sellable. Um, and then we would bribe the, the guys working at the dump. Like, here's your cut of stuff you can then go resell. And mm-hmm. they would look the other way, uh, you know, for, for like the fee that we were supposed to pay as a commercial dumper. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure, I don't, you know, I don't know who ran the dump. I'm pretty sure it was like the city or town dump or whatever it happens to be. So, and by, like, all you have to do is smell trash all day and you can just sit on your ass, right? And wave cars through. Like, that was their job. <laughs> Not for me, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
people go nose blind to any number of things, right? So like, oh yeah, yeah. by week two or whatever, you're like, God, oh, no, I just, just smell trash. It smells like any other trash. Just you stop smelling it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I, you know, before I made the move here to New Hampshire, that was one of the um, like selling points that I heard was like, you know, wherever you live, the likelihood is you're on city trash, right? And you have to put out those green or blue or gray bins or whatever color they happen to be. And you've got to sort your shit accordingly and, you know, all this other stuff. And it's like, now nah, here, you know, in, in the promised land of New Hampshire, uh, you don't have to do that. You know, there's, as, as far as I know, there's no, I don't know if there's a law in place depending on the city that you're in, but there are private trash collections and you can put out whatever you want, you know. I live in the city, so I have, you know, I rent, so also doesn't matter to me. I just throw my trash in, you know, the, the, the city trash, and it gets taken away, and I don't do any recycling, so it all goes into the trash at some point. Um, but I do remember that being a big selling point. It was like, yeah, no, you, you can use the city trash if you want to, or you can find a cheaper alternative, or you can take it yourself. And when I was working at the storage place, you know, we'd clean out storage lockers, um, and have our trash guy haul that away and he would take it to the dump, right? He was, you know, it was it was just like Roland's trash, right? He Like this guy, he dropped off a dumpster and whenever my dumpster would full, I'd call Roland and go, hey, Roland, time to pick up the dumpster. And he would show up in his garbage truck, you know, dump all the trash from my dumpster, drop the dumpster back down and then, you know, presumably take it to the trash compactor or take it to the dump, you know, and, and and chuck it there and pay whatever fee they were charging him when you know when 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 we were doing auctions on storage units um you know people would show up and one of the reasons that they wouldn't want the unit right because hey there's not much there but you know you can have it all for 10 bucks Mm -hmm. right and the response was always well the dump charges 10 bucks to get rid of the mattress so you know i'm i'm at (laughs) i'm starting at a loss because there's a mattress in there Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that kind of sucks, you know, but that's, that's the way it goes. So for this poor guy, right, you know, it, it, I don't even want to say it'd be one thing. The worst part about it is how inefficient the city is at collecting the trash, right? They, they won't let him do it. And to, not to our surprise, they're doing a shittier job. <laughs> how, how unusual or, you know, how unusual would it be for the city to, like, take over and do something good? Uh, but, no, they're, they're doing a worse job. People, you know, they're forcing people to buy a product that they haven't wanted in years, right, or had, you know, this guy contracting with them to do it, and then they're not even performing their, like, their duties. You know, the people go, like, well, what about the roads? And the government already provided the service, so you have to pay into it. Right now they're charging and they're not even providing the service. It's like the worst case scenario. Yeah, well, that's going to be coming to a lot of things, I think. Go on. Yeah, uh, well, when when the economy collapses, I mean that that's what they did in other countries. Is that well, uh, we're not we're not collecting enough taxes to provide all these services, so just keep paying taxes and we just won't give you services. Yeah, yeah. No, I can see that. And again, that's because that's because they don't know how to like they they don't know how to make money on the up and up, right? Like the only thing they have is the tax revenue, and if you hit that, you know, dip, uh, recession depression, right? 
people are spending less because they don't have it. Businesses are making less because people aren't shopping, right? And if everyone's broke, no one's going to be able to afford to pay as much taxes as they used to. I mean, and we can we can get into uh, the next article if you want, um, but it, you know it kind of goes to the the, the mentality uh, that permeates the culture. That says, "Well, get it from the rich people, right?" Hawaii has you know Hawaii. The vast majority of Hawaii is not on the wealthy side of the spectrum, and there's <laughs> certain areas where there's ultra wealthy people. Is that fair? Sure. Okay. And so, you know, the the lower middle class to lower class voters, right, are likely going to accept the idea or even pitch the idea or whatever politician is smart enough to offer the idea, right, that we'll cut your taxes and we'll tax all these, you know, rich furners from, you know, the mainland or Japan or wherever they happen to be coming from, right? We'll, we'll get it from them. Because there's so many other voters, you know, lower middle class or whatever, that it'll likely fly, especially in an already blue leaning state. But what? But what do you get in return, right? Like, what are the services that get provided? They fill the potholes every once in a while, depending on where you're at. They provide fire and medical rescue and policing services. I don't know anybody there, you know, who like likes the court system. Right. That's that's the three that's the three big ones for minarchists. Right. Cops, courts, and roads. Someone has to do it. Yeah. Doesn't have to be we, them. We just had a an issue with the with the state. So trying to uh, get some uh, property tri- uh, re- re- recorded to some somebody else's name. So the 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 name on the title or the deed uh, switched over. And uh, it's funny because you go down there <clears throat> to the conveyance office and say, this is what I'm trying to do. And there's signs everywhere that says, we cannot give le- legal advice or, or tell you legal things. Okay. You can just, you could just go in there and you could do your research, but they're not supposed to tell you what to do. <laughs> so it's pretty funny uh, situation. Um, yeah, a whole bunch of, uh, government people there, mostly, mostly unhelpful. Uh, right. And then, then as soon as we got out into the hallway, there was somebody there. I don't know what his position was, but he was like, Oh, uh, do you need this? Did you, did you get this information? <clears throat> and he, he basically told us how to do it, but, but there's, but not in an exact way, you know? Okay. So there's a whole bunch, a whole bunch of government jargon and terms and, and stuff. And so all you need is the right information and the right, uh, you know, what do you call it? What do you, what do you call it when you, when you fax something and you, and, and you send a title page or? Oh, the cover letter? The cover sheet? The cover letter. So you need a, you need a cover sheet along with the uh, related documents and, and it tells them what to do and then they do it. Okay. I'm sure there's some specific language that has to be in there for them to understand what you're trying to do, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but they won't. They won't tell you what that is, and there's no way to look it up. The only way you could do it is is hire a lawyer. <laughs> now you don't have to hire a lawyer if you know the magic words, right? Right. But nobody will tell you the magic words. <laughs> well, and okay, so a, a couple of things on that. Number number one, um, oh, hold on, 
I'll go to number two first. Number two, there are people that claim to know the magic words, right? And part of the problem is the government no longer respects the magic words, even if they ever did, <laughs> right? And the, 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 first, the first part of that is, oh, I forget the first part, but stick with the second part while I regather my thoughts. A little. <laughs> so the, the entire, like, truther movement or, you know, the, the um, sovereign citizen movement is, like, predicated on the fact that uh, we know the magic words, right? Like, they, 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 you know, the maritime law and don't pass the bar and the frills on the flag and all this other, you know, nonsense or whatever it is. Um, like, they, that's their claim, that they know the magic words. Oh, I know what the first one was. Um, the IRS won't give you legal advice either, right? Like, you know, we just got through tax season couple of weeks ago for some people and you call the irs for advice or support and like hey i'm trying to get a i'm trying to get a ruling on this thing over here you know see if i'm doing this correctly um and if you take their advice and get it wrong right you are still liable for the mistake right they they still take no responsibility um for any of the mistakes that they made or, or the poor advice that they give that's that's just the way it is and so you know if you to to know the magic words right back to number two to know the magic words um means that they would have to believe it right and there's you know uh i i still have the acquaintance who keeps getting into more trouble with the state of hawaii and so he's always messaging me like oh this this is how i'm gonna do it rich this is this is what i'm gonna do Mm. And, and, you know, like, okay, but don't expect anything good to come of it. And so he'll send me a video of it, like, working on somebody, right? Like, watch this guy dismiss his own case on YouTube. And I got bored once, so I watched it. And, you know, it's it's misleading and compelling at the same time, right? So they, they called the guy's name, and he said the magic words, Right, like I'm, I'm not here to contract with you. I'm, I'm a free man living, blah blah blah, whatever you know, whatever words he used. Um, excuse me. And then they, you know, they said, okay, well, hold on, then. And they went, and then they called them again, and they're like, uh, "Sir, we don't have you on our docket today," you know. Mm-hmm. And he, and so he says the magic words like, "So no conflict, then, no conflict. We got, we got no conflict here. No conflict. No conflict." And they, you know, and because they said, yeah, no conflict, right, you know, or, or whatever, um, they, you know, they dismissed it. It was like, oh, that's the end of that, you know. And so they, they chalked it up as a victory, right. But at one point in time, you know, that's that's not even uncommon, right, in, in regular court cases. Because I, I personally uh, spent the night in jail, you know, after having been, uh, you know, after uh, getting home late, on a Sunday morning, right, after going out Saturday night, right, I, I made a legal U-turn in front of an off-duty sergeant or whatever uh, to get to my place and was already, like, in my house lying in bed by the time they came knocking at the door to tell me about this illegal U-turn and, you know, subsequent arrest, you know. And then I get to court for it, and I get there, and, like, I'm like, hey, I'm, I have a court date today. You know, I don't see my name. 
you know, and so, you know, the, the bailiff's like, well, you, though, then you don't have a court date today. I'm like, well, like, hell, I don't like, I, I came here to fight this, you know? And so they said, well, the, the prosecutor, so they call around and figure out what's going on. And they, they find out the prosecutor is elected not to prosecute. I go, okay. You know, I want it dismissed. Right. I don't want this, you know, so I spent the next like three hours walking to the prosecutor's offices and waiting for them to give me some paperwork that says, you know, that not only is it, not only are they choosing not to prosecute, uh, but that, you know, but that, uh, they weren't going to bring it up again later. Right. Like, you know, um, with prejudice in advance of the judge declaring it to be so. Right. So sometimes things just get dropped. Right. So in this dude's case, it was probably dropped, you know, I would assume, um, but they're making it out to be like something. All right, no, look, look, they called his name and then they didn't have his name. Like, what's what's going on there? <laughs> right. Well, they talked it over with the prosecutor. The prosecutor decided not to prosecute, and so they were done. Like, no conflict, no com- But but they'll say it's because he knew the magic words. Right. <laughs> and again, having having used the magic words in my own way. Right. I am convinced that there is still something to that, um, even if it's not well recognized by most courts. Right, and so if you're if you're planning your defense on using the magic words, you are likely going to lose. And if you end up winning, it's likely by luck or by procedure. Right, I've I have won way too many court cases than I should have you know, with, with all the time I spent in legal land with the state of Hawaii. Um, but I, you know, I, I want, I want a higher percentage than the average person. Right. And none of that should really have happened. And I don't attribute any of it to like the magic words. A lot of it was, you know, again, luck or procedure or, you know, a proper defense, maybe, um, except for the fact that the one time I had like a really good proper defense, um, I still lost and chose not to pursue it further through an, through an appeal. Hmm. But, it, you know, so, it, you know, it's one of those things you know, to, to go back to your original point. If the government is going to, like, force people to do things, right, or force, you know, force you to pay taxes, you're not going to be able to challenge it, you know, on any, on any magic word system, right? It's just you're going to have to win somehow – in their system under their rules um and the you know the the best chance you have of doing that without becoming an attorney right is to get good at knowing their rules and then hoping for the best because like i said even when you know the rules they change them at the end so that you still lose and so there's no way there's no way even if the sovereign citizen movement was valid at one point in time or you know, the, the tricks and tips and whatever they're using worked in like the 1700s under British common law, right? There's, there's no way that that's a reliable, effective defense in the modern court system, even if they're right. And I, again, I will grant that they are probably right in more ways than people give them credit for, and it still doesn't matter, right? And going back to taxes, the number one thing, right? If, if you can call the organization that's claiming, you know, like you're trying to be the good citizen, right? I'm trying to fill out your forms correctly and, and pay what I owe for the year. I just need some help 
understanding how these numbers work and the helpful customer service representative, you know, on the other end of the line at the Department of Internal Revenue goes like, oh, yeah, this is how you do it right here. You just, you know, put column A with column B and, you know, total up on line 42C, right? And um, Bob, there's your uncle or Bob, Bob's your uncle, right? Even if you do that and they're wrong, right, you still pay the penalty. So there's like no response. And, and that you would think would turn more people off to paying taxes, but it doesn't. So, you know, there, there's, you know, there's the mentality thing there, right? And it's, and they have made it so it's difficult to even be a tax protester, right? Because they take it out of your paycheck and everyone's expecting a quote unquote refund, you know, at the end of the year, right? And it's not even a refund. It's change given back to you. It was, it's change given back to you because you, you gave the government a loan with, uh, with zero interest for as long as you did right and then so they got all the interest and you got the change and people are thrilled about it oh what are you going to do with your tax refund i'm going shopping we're going to get on our vacation we're going to pay back all the bills that we've let lapsed right well your bills wouldn't have lapsed maybe it would have you know depending on how good you but you would have had the money to pay the bills right if they if they didn't let it lapse um, I watched this, I've watched this clip a number of times, probably maybe about a month ago at this point, but there's a clip online and it's, you know, one of the bankers, uh, JP Morgan or whatever, you know, and it's a center grilling him, right? This is, you know, here's my example. She's got the whiteboard with the band. Like, this is my example of, of one of your tellers working at one of your banks that makes $16 an hour. Right? So she makes $16 an hour for the year. So it's like, you know, $32,000. And then she goes and lists off the expenses, right? And the first one is, well, she pays her taxes. So that's like, you know, that's $600 or something right there. And she goes, you know, food, housing, shelter, kids, daycare, yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. And she's like, and look, down here at the bottom, she's, a, she's got a $400 shortfall on the month. A $400 shortfall on the month, making $16 an hour at your bank, sir. How is she supposed to come up with this $400 shortfall working for you at $16 an hour? And, you know, because he's part of their system, right? The the, the banker was dumbfounded. I, I don't have a good answer for you. We got to run the numbers. We got to look into it. And, you know, I'm sorry. I don't have, you know, we'll, we'll push this, kick the bucket down the road. Well, the short fucking answer is don't tax her $600 for the month, right? Hmm. There's a $400 shortfall, and she's paying $600 in taxes. There's the cover right there. She could be saving $200 a month if you just let her keep her fucking money that she earned at $16 an hour working at his bank. But no, you took it first. It wasn't even like down the list of things. It was here's your income. And the first thing that gets deducted is taxes. Senator, right? Give that back. Stop taking it first. I would never advocate taxes, but God damn it, right? Uh, anything you spend on the month, right, should be untaxable because it got cycled back to the economy. If you're going to have it. And I wouldn't even advocate for that, but it should goddamn well be last. <laughs> right? Gro gross uh, gross uh, net income after expenses, 
right? You can have 10% of that maybe, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm uh, firmly against a, a wage tax. Um, sure. Because it's not even a proper tax. You know, Larkin Rose proved that years ago, decades ago at this point. Yeah. Um, so they've convinced people that the their their wage taxes are, are legit because of all these services that they provide. Um, yeah, even like hauling away trash. Even if they're not good services. And yeah. So I yeah, it would be better if people got to keep their money and decide which services they want to spend them on. Yeah. Uh, the the elite believe that, well, people are too stupid to know what services and what, what the price for those services should be. So so they they have to tell us. Um and, and that's and that's why people pay taxes. <laughs> so Yeah. And 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 in order to pay for those services of which they couldn't figure out the price, right? They've removed the pricing mechanism because there's no marketplace, so it's just an arbitrary fee set that and you know, in in the case of the article we just read, right, it's it's an arbitrary fee set and they make you pay it. Right? What a, I don't know how you know how rich of a neighborhood Holiday Island is. It sounds wealthy, right? There's vacation homes and tourists and whatever, right? But if you know if you do that in a poor neighborhood, maybe they don't pay for trash removal because they can't afford it, right? And it's cheaper to stock it up, throw it in the back of a pickup truck, and make a run down to the dump every now and then. Um, we didn't, you know, that wasn't a big thing for for me when I was uh, living in Hawaii. Um, but we lived, you know, when I was when I was living in Kailua, we lived relatively close to the dump, right? So every once in a while, like spring cleaning or, or big trash days or whatever, or, holy crap, we got way too much trash for these little bins and it's going to start piling up. You just throw it in the truck and take it to the dump and dump it yourself, right? Is that cheaper than paying the tax for the, to have the truck drive down the road, you know, twice a week to haul away everybody's trash and rent the bins and the dumpsters? Maybe, right? Uh, again, when I, was, when I was working at the storage place, uh, one of my coworkers would do the same thing, right? Every once in a while, he would just come bring his, you know, home trash to work because he rented a place and there was, you know, him plus, you know, sometimes him and his uh, wife, fiance, girlfriend, whatever, and four of their kids, right? And they, they step kids for each of them, but whatever, you get the idea. And sometimes there was just too much trash. So he would throw it in the back of his van, right? Come to work and throw it in our dumpster. And, you know, you you could call that some sort of theft from the company or whatever because the dumpster filled up and then we'd have to call and the company would pay to have the dumpster removed. Um, but the, the, uh, the idea is there, right? People, people have a way to haul away their own trash, you know, given, given the need and financial ability, right? I mean, if you, if you can't afford to haul away the trash, right, you probably can't afford to accumulate all that much stuff anyway, so I would I would doubt that you know that would be that big of a problem even in the poorer neighborhoods, right? And if so, right? And if that's if that's the way they wanted their neighborhood to be, like Paris during those protests, right? The trash is just piling up in the streets, you know. They no one will haul it away. They're on strike, or whatever, right? Then then so be it. Like that's if that's you know if that's the neighborhood you want to live in, or that's the neighborhood you can afford, and that's the, the situation right then then live with it right it's not it's not the rest of society's burden 
right, to make sure that trash removal is affordable and available to you. But I think I think that most people can't afford it, or like I said, there you know, there are other means to do it. Right? He, heck, even after I got fired from that storage job, I was like, you know what? If they're still going to leave the dumpster unlocked, right? I'm taking some of the stuff that's too big to put in my trash can here, and I'm just going to sneak it in there. They haven't fixed the gate in a while, so you can blow right through the gate. Just, you know, codes are useless. Security is down. Dumpster's wide open. All right, you, you guys can have my trash. What do I care? I pay for storage. Right? I don't know what the contract says, but screw them. Let's do the Bernie thing. Do you want to do the Bernie thing? <laughs> What's up with Bernie? So this, this again, is what I, what I mentioned earlier. I, you know, I missed the window to, to ease into this story, to segue into this one. Um, it's the poor people are going to be like, you know, begging the government to charge the rich people for stuff. So Bernie Sanders says the government could, should confiscate all wealth over $999 million. Mm. No billionaires at all. Not American ones, at least. That's the newly proclaimed policy of Bernie Sanders, who most definitely is not challenging the Democrats to nominate him for president in 2024, as he did in 2020. Nope. Bernie Sanders is perfectly comfortable with the policies being followed uh, by President Joe Biden's handlers, presumably in exchange for not rocking the boat, as he did in 2020, forcing the party's controllers to pick an already sentient Joe Biden just because he was easy to control uh, with all these bribes that could be exposed when needed. Stay tuned as Biden's desire for re-election now appears to be a kamikaze mission. Bernie has assurances that the hard left vector will continue no matter who is leading the party as presidential nominee in 2024. Bernie Sanders' choice of $999 million as the permissible level of wealth and no more, bringing to mind Barack Obama's words, I mean, I do think that at a certain point you've made enough money. Uh, of course, one such... Uh, once such a wealth confiscation is announced, billionaires will depart for friendlier shores. There will be very little left to confiscate, and entrepreneurs will be creating jobs and wealth elsewhere. That's what happened when France tried a wealth tax, and that's why it was repealed. Uh, and they show a clip, but uh, they also have the um, transcript. Watch as Bernie defines enough to Chris Wallace of CNN. Wallace. Sir, you're saying that billionaires should not exist. So are you basically saying that once you get $999 million, that the government should confiscate all the rest? Sanders, I'm saying that we should go back to a very progressive tax policy like we had under Dwight D. Eisenhower, Wallace, which would mean that that over a billion, basically it all goes to the government. Sanders, you may disagree with me, but fine. Yeah, I think people can, I think people can make it on $999 million. Bernie, who himself is worth $3 million, according to Go Banking Rates Previously Criticized, both billionaires and millionaires, uh, but now only opposes those worth over a billion dollars. Sanders, alongside Senator Elizabeth Warren and Representative Jimmy Gomez of California, had introduced new legislation in, Ap- in April called the For the 99.5% Act, uh, which was announced on Sanders' website. Uh, end of the article, short article, but there it is. What's the fallout of this nonsense? Yeah, it already said all the billionaires will leave or they will hide their money in something else. I recommend Monero. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say crypto. (laughs) So, okay. So, again, me being selfish 
right? If that's, you know, if that's what we believe uh, that's going to happen, right, would it, would it be pertinent, right, to get in ahead of that, right? Is now a good time? Should we, should we be cheering this on, I guess, right, knowing that it will, uh, it will bolster the crypto positions that many anarchist libertarians currently hold in some form or fashion? Well, I don't, I don't think Bernie will be uh, successful in, in getting those type of taxes passed because, uh, like, like Trump said to Hillary Clinton, um, all your friends wouldn't like that. So we won't. So we know you won't pass it. So, ah, <laughs> oh, but they could still pass it, right? And and those friends will either have in written ex- exemptions, or you know the the. Uh, the financial means, right, to to fight it or to find the loopholes, right, or 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 leave, you know, or leave, yeah. Um, there, so there's always a way to get around it, and that's kind of why it's it's pointless to to do it. So, um, no, they're not coming after the billionaires. I think he's saying that just to be popular. Okay, I mean, yes, and to be fair, he was very popular with raising the minimum wage and even though that hasn't gone into effect you know nationwide um at least here i don't know what it is in hawaii at least here uh the de facto minimum wage is well above 15 dollars an hour right mm-hmm. like the, the the people who fought for 15 have won and it's still not enough because of other things right yeah sure <laughs> so he you know it may not be it may not it we may not like this tax Right, but again, if they if they if they demoralize enough poor people, right, and say like, oh, well, it's because you know, and convince them right through the mainstream media that it's these billionaires who ought to be paying the taxes, right? How how could we have seen this, right? How could we have hungry mouths in America when billionaires are fighting to see who's going to go to the moon on on their private rocket ships? This is obscene. This is absurd. Right, we know that they should not be spending those the money on those things, and should be instead be confiscated and given to the poor people who are just looking for a means to survive, and that's a popular opinion, right? It makes the billionaires out to be a bad guy. Yeah, they are going to the moon when fucking kids are starving. How dare they? How can we not take care of our own, right? America needs to take care of Americans, and if and if the people of America aren't going to do it, then the government's going to do it for them. Right, that's the sentiment, and they got they got their fifteen. So who's to say they're not going to at least pass, you know, one of these progressive taxes? There's a handful of leftists, well, two that come to my mind that I want to say, like, how do I want to put? This? They're they're too smart to hold the positions they hold, but they're really good at voicing the contrarian opinion. So. Well, the, the first one is John Stewart, right? He's like, he's on this crusade now that he is untethered from uh, corporate, you know, corporate news outlets. Right? He's got his own little John Stewart show and where he can espouse his leftist positions. But he's so well-spoken, right, that he wins the debate with most people because he picks the dumb opponents for his show. Oh yeah. Right. And then destroys him. And the other one is Sam Cedar. Right. And if you if you're not familiar with him, please don't get familiar with him. <laughs> um 
but he also comes across as a very intelligent guy, right? I go like, how can you be that smart and, and still, you know, and still not see the, the fault, um, in your reasoning and your logic, right. In favor of the more rational position. So, you know, I, I hate, I hate that more than a lot of things, right? Like you are, you are smart enough and you should know better. I was, I was talking to some, I was talking to someone, uh, recently, I, I can't remember who, um, and like they had a, um, an atheist tattoo and I, I saw it. I'm like, I recognize the logo, but like, you know, what is that thing? And she says, Oh, it's a tattoo for atheism. I go, Oh, fantastic. You know, another smarty pants. Right. And, and, you know, I was like, you know, I, I, I also at one point in time identified as an atheist and still do. And they're like, what do you mean, you know, once? I was like, well, I'm, I'm less militant about it now, right? Like, I don't, I don't feel the need to, like, wag my finger at theists and go like, ah, you, there's no God, you stupid son of a bitch. But I do, I do, you know, I do retain that, like, air of superiority over them um, in my mind, right? Because you, you can't be, you know, you, you can't be, you can't hold that position and be that, and be that smart, Um and their point was the same, right? Like I, I feel smarter than anybody, any religious person, uh, for the simple fact that they believe, you know, biblical nonsense or whatever it happens to be like the, uh, the unprovable stuff. Right. And I, I feel the same way when it comes to like these people, like John Stewart and Sam Cedar and any, any other of any other of like the leftist intellectuals, right? You, if you're that smart, you should stop holding these positions, right? Unless, unless it's malicious intent, in which case I hate you even more, right? Because you're 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 well platformed, you know you're you're pandering um, to the largest audience possible, right? And that's the the poor middle class people who want like you know like Bernie, right? Three million dollars. Let's go after the billionaires now. That's not not enough to be a millionaire. Millionaires millionaires are fine. I got three million. Millionaires are fine. Look at me, I'm fine. Let's go after the billionaires, right? But they, they, they pander um, to the poor, the disenfranchised, the broken, the downtrodden, whatever, knowing that that's the largest part, segment of the population, right? And, they, and, they, and it has to be pandering because they're too smart. They have to know better. They have to. They can't not know. They can't be that smart and not know better. And I know I've said that on the show before, but I, it's, still, it's still a truism for me. You can't be that smart and not know better. Sure. And I, and I think part of it is that it's a popularity thing and sure that's that's what motivates them some people are motivated by being relevant and being in the news and, and uh, it's it's a big circle because you got the you know the writers guild writing for john stewart and you know putting the words in his mouth that he generally agrees with and he's 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 part of that that uh that bubble yeah and so it, it makes sense that he would hold these views um uh can can he understand the other side of the coin the you know the the, op, the the opposing views um i'm pretty sure he can i i just don't think there's any motivation to really um you know stick with it and and figure out the truth so i think uh i think russell brand is uh definitely on the path to you know uh Accept accepting enlightenment, yeah. Just just really figuring things out and and sticking with it. 
Um, but he, he comes from a, you know, very far left, uh, ideology. Um, right. But then he also said that, that he's an anarchist. And he, so, so that, that, that anarchist philosophy that he has that, you know, the, the government left or right is those are the bad guys. Um, that helps him, uh, you know, come you know, figure out some sort of sense in the world. And yeah. so he, so, so he's, that's why he's on the right track is just because of his anarchist belief. Yeah. Um, but, and, but, and, but, but most at least people he's on the right that. path. I will give you that. Right. I didn't like, but, you know, I think he's hilarious as a comedian. I didn't like his politics at first, but every yeah, yeah, once his, in a while, right. Yeah, his politics were, were really bad before, but yeah. now they're veering more towards, well, the government is just totally corrupt. It doesn't matter <laughs> what right. size you're talking about. So, um, definitely don't have faith in it. Um, so would I still, you know, want Russell Brand to be in charge of, of what the government does? No, I, I, I don't think he's to that level yet. You know, <laughs> I think yeah. if he was in government, he would get corrupted too. Um, it would, st- he would revert back to some level of socialism that he's comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah. Anyway, let's move on, I guess, or. All right. We'll do one, we're coming up to the end, but we'll do one short one just because I want to read this. Uh, Paris cops set on fire. As reported, 2.3 million protesters turn up for demonstrations, France. Uh, it's a short article. I don't know how much commentary we need on it, but hey, setting the cops on fire. Good times. Uh, protesters and police clash during demonstrations over the French government's plan over pensions as group of extremists allegedly cause chaos in Paris. This is another weird one. Right, Clashes broke out on the streets of Paris as cops ended up on fire as they tackled May Day pension protesters. Furious demonstrators showed their anger at French President Emmanuel Macron's unpopular pension policy. Bank windows and bus stops were smashed, bicycles were torched, and cops were also hit by objects after Mr. Macron raised the retirement age from 62 to 64 last month. Labor rights are celebrated across the globe on May 1st, and campaigners mark the day by hitting the streets, demanding higher salaries, reduced working hours, and better working conditions. Around a million marched across France as part of the protest with 50,000, uh, excuse me, 500,000 pouring onto the streets of Paris. A police spokesman said there have been widespread disorder across the city with more than 55 arrests. Around 108 police officers reportedly injured across France, including 20 in Paris. However, with the General Confederation of Labor, claim the figures much higher with 2.3 million demonstrators across the country. Although most were peaceful, groups of extremist protesters shattered windows of stores and banks in Paris, uh, drawing tear gas from a row of riot police. One was filmed dismantling a surveillance camera and French police deployed drones exceptionally to film unrest, a move that has raised concerns among privacy defenders and activist groups. Clashes with police were also reported on Lyons in, in Lyon and Nantes. Is it Nantes? Uh, French Union members were joined by labor activists from other countries, in, environmental activists and other groups fighting for economic justice or just expressing anger at Macron. Activists are also opposed to the 2024 Paris Olympics and their impact on society and the environment uh, also demonstrated and in the article. So bef- before we get into this one, this one is also weird, Right. Because they're protesting over the raise of the retirement age to get their, you know, state benefits, their, you know, the, their pension benefits from the government, right? 
So it's a, it's a weird dichotomy for me. Um, but with all the initial protests, like, hey, we're, we're, we're going to raise the retirement age, to have that level of protest from the people with whom they supposedly, allegedly represent, and to still go through with it, right, means they got what they deserve. This is, this is one of those, like, fuck around, find out, you get what you deserve situations. <laughs> we, we told you we didn't want this. We are the people. You work for us, and you fucking do it anyway. This is the result. Your thoughts, MC? Um, uh, yeah, you confused me a little bit, but sure. Go ahead. Well, uh, <laughs> how did I confuse you? Where were what, you what, lost? What, what result did they get? Uh, they, so they, they were pro, they they were, they were started as peaceful protests, right? The uh, French president or whatever prime, I don't know what the title is. Uh, Macron said, Hey, we're thinking about raising the retirement age from 62 to 64. Right. And the people came out in droves, right? They protested. This was, I mentioned early in the show. Um, they were throwing trash out into the street. Like, you know, this, this, this aggression will not stand, man. You know, we worked hard. You know, we, we paid into whatever program France has, and I don't even know what that is, but that that's be the sentiment, right? You can't raise the retirement age from 62 to 64, right? We, we, the people demand that it remain at 62, right? And so the protests were mild, right? People in the streets, you know, they bring out the, the fake guillotine or the real guillotine, but they don't use it on anybody, right? Oh. They, they, yeah, I know. The, you know, the trash gets thrown out into the street. So it looks, it looks a mess, right? They, they, they did a work stoppage or whatever, you know, and just, it looked messy, right? And that was supposed to be enough for Macron to get the idea, you know, to get it through his thick fucking skull, right? The people don't want the retirement age to go up. And I don't know what the population of France is, uh, but in my mind, 2 million protesters anywhere seems like a lot, Right. And so after, you know, weeks or months of protest, right, he went, okay, so we just raised the retirement age on you guys, right? And then, boom, real riots in the street, right? Banks, you know, because the banks are part of, you know, the banks are part of the system. Bank glass being shattered, fires being started, cops set on fire, right? Cops who probably, who are probably affected, right, by the new retirement age increase as, you know, Mm -hmm. as a working member of the state, right, still cited, with their oppressors in this case, who making them work an extra two years before they can retire rather than with the people who said like, no, that's, you know, we don't want, we, we don't want that. It's not in our best interest, you know, go fuck yourself basically. So does that clarify? Is it clear? Oh, okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, (laughs) is it, is it, is it enough for them to change it back? Well, I guess probably not. not. No, because they've already, Oh, two lights are already made up. They've made up their minds, and yeah. so I mean, can can you know some politician be voted out and somebody else voted in, and then they, they could change it, right? Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Let's I mean, wait until the next election cycle. That's how the will of the people works. Allegedly, if if, if riots don't work, you know. <laughs> I think the really riots come second, man. Eh, whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like I'm okay. I mean, okay, so I'm not it, against if it, riots. If it, if it really is that big of a deal, they'll they'll get their way one way or another. Hopefully, hopefully. I mean, I don't I don't care. I, How long so can you sustain the, a riot? The the other part of that is, well, I mean, if you riot hard enough, 
you you destroy the the system that is going to give you any retirement at any age, and then your retirement age is well when you die. You know. <laughs> so are you are you saying that Ryan that the riot is counterproductive then? Oh, I'm not saying costs. it's counterproductive. What okay. what I suggest is is that you you know the the the, the people are upset what the government is going to give them. They you know st- stop asking the government for things. Yeah, that's again and, and it. And then you don't have to worry about what the government is giving you. You just start start with the idea. Well, I'm going to create my own retirement account, separate from uh, the statists and the state system. Um, you know, and I and I don't care about the people that work for the state who are told they're going to give be given this pension or retirement. I don't. You know, it's like that's like theft, man. <laughs> you know? yeah. No, I get it. That's why. That's why I said I'm, it's a weird. It's a weird situation. Right, because they're 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 protesting, right? They're setting cops on fire, and I'm all for that, right? But what they want is more socialist programs. I'm like, ah, man, pick your fucking battles, you know. <clears throat> so I, I I get that aspect of it, but at the same time, right? If you're the cops, your retirement age just got raised too, mm-hmm. right? And so you you're like you're a member of the state, and the state is fucking you, right? No, no, see they they. they they like serving. They're they're serving the people, they? and, they, and they, they get to serve the people longer. So that's good for them. You really? I, you, okay. <laughs> I'm just using their language, man. Like they're they're you know the government is there that we need these government service people, and they're they're doing such a good job, and we love them so much. We'll just let them do a little bit longer. That seems believable from an upper government perspective. I don't think the average beat cop thinks that way. No, obviously no. Okay, yeah. All right. So the, no, average, I mean, the average beat cop they, is getting fucked. Well, they, the, what the they would want is, is the retirement at 60 instead of 62. Sure. Why not? Why, could, why can't they make that a reality? Well, again, it's going to be even harder now to roll it back even further. Um, yeah. But yeah, again, we'll go back to Bernie for uh, just a second, right? Because even here in the United States, Right there's there's a renewed push, right now that they now that they fought for fifteen and basically won, uh, now there's a renewed push uh, to lower the uh, the work week to thirty two hours a week, right? And my and again the conversations with the boss, right? It's like, can you believe these people? I'm like, well, yeah, I can absolutely believe those people. You know, like who wouldn't who wouldn't want to work less, right? We we work, you know, so that we can enjoy our leisure time for the most part. Right. And again, for his, you know, six months in the military, right, he's all like, I, you know, I, I have the attitude of like at any cost, right? Like I'll get the job done no matter what. And I go like, well, that that's fine if that's your belief. Right. But I have the attitude of like comparable pay for comparable work. Right. Like if you, if you want me to get the job done at any cost, right. Part of that pay is going to go to me. Right. And so the people, you know, the, the people who are getting screwed over, you know, through, uh, you know, through inflation and, and limited purchasing power, right? There's only so much time, there's only so many hours in the week that you can devote to work. Um, and if it's going to eat into your leisure time to be able to afford the basic necessities of life, right? Then yes, at that lower level, pushing for a 32 hour work week makes sense. It's like, well, they want the same pay for less work. I go, Yeah. Again, you know, because by the time they pay gets deposited into the bank account, they've lost a fraction of it to inflation. So, you know, it's it's at least logically consistent that if you're going to lose purchasing power by the time the pay gets deposited, 
right? That you, you work less. Like that's the, the only thing left you have to, you know, to offer. He keeps bringing up my schedule, right? Cause I work, uh, I work one late night a week because I had previous jobs that I no longer have, um, that precluded that. And I, I told him like, Hey, I'm no longer working there. Um, I'm probably going to fill my time with something else before I do that. You know, here's what I'm going to ask of you. I'll take on more nights, right? Cause I'm already used to working nights. If you pay me more, right? And he said, well, we're not going to pay you more. I, okay. okay. Then my schedule remains the same. And then a couple weeks, you know, a couple days later, he's like, so you're still free at nights, right? Can you, can, you, can we talk about working your nights? I'm like, yes. You know, how much are you going to pay me? He's like, oh no, I thought you were just available until you found something else. I said, no, not at all. All right. This is, you know, my time is now expensive, right? Now you're, now you're buying more leisure time from me and the price has gone up. Um, and so I did like, you know, I did one day for him. And then again, he, you know, comes, he's like, we need to discuss the schedule again. Cause you know, I think nights is when things happen. I go, okay. You know, she's like, so what's your schedule? Like, I'm like, same as it was, I like my schedule, you know, and, and you know how to change it, right? How to change my schedule is very simple. Pay me more. Right. And so he's like, well, I think I'm going to change my schedule then so that I'm going to come in later you know, and then I'll stay late. And I'm like, that's fine. Right. You're the guy who at any cost, right. I'm, and I'm the guy that you got to pay for my time. So your salary, pick your hours, right. Whichever's most effective use of your time. And I'll, I will do the same since I get paid less, right. My leisure time is more valuable in that, in that event. So he's always like trying to get me to, you know, acquiesce to his scheduling preference Right. But not willing, not willing to put his money where his mouth is to get it done. Right. And that's, that's what you have to do. So 32 hour work week. Sure. Retirement age earlier. Sure. Right. Uh, with or without the state involvement. Absolutely. Um, but when you consider that the 40 hour work week was arbitrary to begin with, right. There's no other reason why 32 couldn't be just as arbitrary, uh, you know, or just, you know, work less. Right. Find yeah. Find it, you know, like they did in Seattle, right? They, they raised the minimum wage and people started working less, right? Yeah. So get a job that I, pays. Go ahead. I am actually afraid of uh, what, what AI is going to do to the employment situation. Um, I think there's a lot of people in for rude awakening that their, their coding skills are not that important. Sure. <laughs> Learn to weld. <laughs> learn to talk to AI because that's all you'll be doing. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, you're correct and it's nothing new, right? This, this is the, uh, I think, I think it is something new and I think it is going to be disruptive. Yeah. But, but the car was disruptive to the buggy whip manufacturer, right? Well, there, there's something after the, the, buggy manufacturer though i i don't there i don't i don't think there's anything after ai except the next generation of ai okay so i don't, yeah, I don't be- think it yeah i think I, I think humans are on the way to zero economic uh value at all so yeah humans can just not matter and in probably like 10 10 20 years that's bold you don't, yeah. you don't think there's anything that humans can do that AI cannot do. Uh, like I said, we'll, we'll see in 10 or 20 years. I mean, we, we the, absolutely will. 
but I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it'll be instantaneous. I think, I think things will get really good for the people that still have any economic value. Sure. And, and know how to manage it. Um, and I think it, you know, for the, for the jobs that can be replaced, it'll get, it'll get much worse for them um, pretty quick. And uh, so we'll see, we'll, I mean, we'll see if we'll see if it, it, now the thing is, if, if AI is so good that it can drive the cost of things down, then, then yeah, humans will be just fine. If, if they really do drive the cost of things down to where, you know, you know, anybody can do any small amount of work and get paid. Um, All right. But if you, like I said, though, if your if your e- economic value is zero, like, well, I'd I'd like to make money by picking up trash, but there's no trash pickup jobs available. You know, yeah. Like, well, what do you do if if that if that's the only thing left you have to add to society? Like, you, you can't find anybody who wants anything from you. What do you do? So I I hear what you're saying, and I if I'm being honest, I think that this AI thing probably just hits a little too close to home for your specialty because it's it's not really anything new that hasn't been overcome before right like you know the 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 frontline worker at mcdonald's right who like ran the deep fryer and now there's a machine that can drop fries into a basket and drop it in hot oil right their their economic value is zero but it's temporarily zero Right, they find something else, and through throughout human history, right when when jobs are replaced by robots, right or or cheaper, you know, machines, right, humans have always found something else, and sometimes that outlet is creative and creates new industry, right? Like you know, what are we gonna do with all these slaves now that we have the cotton gin? They'll be unemployed and running amok and homeless in the streets. Well, no, they 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 found something to do, right? They they took a they took a little hit on the chin up front, right? But they found ways to be productive in society. Um, and I'm not saying that you know there needs to be a government program during that transition period, but you know, charity might need to increase a little bit while these people figure out how to be productive members of society and get retrained in whatever field they're going to enter in next, right? The, the, the first, you know, the first story we started with, um, the guy realized, right, that the trash guy uh, realized that after years of doing whatever he was doing, working construction his whole life, um, he was not saving up for retirement. And so he transitioned into a field that was a creative endeavor because he found a need that was not being filled in his community, right, and he filled it for profit. And I, you know, even with AI, I think that there were still going to be, you know, creative endeavors, even if it's creative compelled by nature, right? You have no choice but to get creative in how you're making money, right? Humans as a whole tend to figure it out, even if individual humans struggle. And so if you're a coder, right, who's about to be replaced by AI, right, and you see that coming in the next five to 10 years or 10 to 20 years, right, time to start figuring out now what you're going to do in 10 to 20 years, right? Find the path, right? That's not going to be disrupted by AI or that's still going to have, you still going to have a competitive advantage, right? Buggy whip manufacturers closed, right? Car manufacturers started guys tooling the wrench, 
you know, at the plant uh, got replaced by robots and the tech people went, all right, just learn to code. Fucking the world's always going to need coders, right? And that was a big thing. And now that coders are looking to be replaced, right? That's why I said learn to weld, right? Learn to weld, you know, because blue collar might be returning to fix things that have been neglected for some time. Who knows? But I, I, I personally, you know, if I'm being consistent through, throughout the ages, right, I believe that the human capacity will overwhelm um, and we will be just fine if not for that short period, brief, of, uh, short brief period of disruption. We are way over time. So final thoughts? Uh, no, thanks. All right. That'll wrap it up then. Uh, you guys know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com, on Telegram, t.me slash anarchistexperience, or t.me slash theanarchistexperience. And if you'd like to contribute to this show financially, you can do so through Patreon, patreon.com slash theanarchistexperience. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Peace.